0: Well, thanks Pauline, and good morning everyone. It is uh, great to uh, welcome you here this morning and let me just say, like along with everybody else, let me wish you a very Merry Christmas. It is uh, great to be here. It's not such a shiny day outside, is it? But uh, hopefully it's shining inside here. You can be uh, you know, a little bit relaxed. It's Christmas morning. Normally I'd wear shorts, uh, but I found that this shirt goes down to about here, and so you couldn't see my shorts when I wore them, so I'm, I've got long pants on. And actually the weather's quite good for having long pants this morning. It is great to be here this morning. This is a celebration of what God has done for us in Jesus. And so it's great to be together this morning, uh, both here and, of course, those who are gathering with us online this morning as well. I read uh, once about a a TV game show host uh, who, uh, sorry, a contestant who had managed to answer every question uh, that had been thrown at him correctly. And he was now at the final question. And all he had to do was answer this last question and he would be the day's champion and he would take home a a bunch of cash and prizes. And so the host of the show, uh, with a huge smile on his face, reads out the final question. And he says, to be today's champion, uh, the final question you have to answer is this. Name two of Santa's reindeer. The guy who was in his early 30s uh, couldn't believe he'd drawn such an easy question for his last question and so, as quick as a flash, he answered, Rudolph and Olive. Studio studio audience kind of looked around at each other a little bit, started the giggle. Uh, the host, who was looking incredibly confused, said, well, yes, we'll accept Rudolph, uh, but can you explain Olive? The contestant looked a little bit taken back and he said, well, you know, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw him, you would even say it glows. Olive, the other reindeer. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You try sometimes, sorry about that. Um, you're, you're probably wondering, aren't you, you know, what on earth that little story has to do with anything? And the answer is not much, really, just wanted to see if you knew how to laugh, but anyway. Um, But just to make the point, there is a little one, uh, that sometimes people are quite ignorant about Christmas. It's no big deal that uh, people might get the details about Santa and his reindeer wrong. It's a much bigger concern when people don't grasp the importance of the real Christmas. I don't know if you've uh, been past our building out here uh, at night time and seen our decorations because what we've tried to do out there uh, is to t- try and tell some of the story of Christmas through our decorations outside. In fact, maybe I can uh, find out how much I was actually hoping this morning, we were really hoping to have a whole bunch of kids in here and we uh, just thought we were going to be overs- oversubscribed and so they've gone out to their programs and I was going to get them to answer these questions this morning but since we don't have that many kids in here. It's open to anybody, and that is, I have a tray of uh, chocolates here, which you know, because you don't eat many lollies or anything on Christmas, right? So I thought I'd share some of mine with you, um, and I'm going to. Pauline's going to be my helper this morning. I've got a question that I want to ask you, and if you can, don't call out. Okay, I want you to put your hands in the air, <laughs> you? and you can you can have one at the end, Pauline. Um, And so there's one question that I want to ask you, and and if you can get the question right, put your hand in the air, then Pauline's gonna come around and you can choose a chocolate in a COVID safe way, okay? Um, That is, who can tell me one fact about the very first Christmas? Don't don't rush me. Jesus was born in a stable. Mate, that's almost worth two chocolates, can I say? So if you wanted to take one for your wife, Jesus was born in a stable, excellent. Fantastic, so now you know what to do, how to do it, right? You put your hand in there, you answer a question, you get a chocolate. It's pretty simple. Anyone else got something, something about the first Christmas? We've even sung about it in some of our carols already. Shepherds wash their socks by night. <laughs> yep, shepherds, there's, I'm gonna go with shepherds, a little bit like the Rudolph and Olive thing, but you know, shepherds wash their socks by night, but yes, so uh, yep, there were shepherds involved of course, Three wise men. Yes, we'll, we'll take that too over there. Well done, Aaron. Star appeared in the sky when Jesus was born. Star appeared in the sky, so those chockers are starting to get their hands moving, aren't they? <laughs> God told about it many, many years before. So there you go. So this is even before the very first Christmas. God told about it a long time before. So it was a fulfilment of a promise. Any more? Pauline gets to eat the last five chocolates. <laughs> Mary was a virgin. Mary was a virgin. Yes, well done. Okay, maybe we'll leave it there. Well done. If you uh, have a question, you want you, an answer, you want to give me later on, or Pauline, come and see her, and she'll give you a chocolate. Uh, you're absolutely fine. See, there. Well done. There, there, there are a, a number of details about the first Christmas, uh, many of which you may not see in the shopping centres, for example. And even that short passage that we had from the Bible read just a few moments ago, it tells us about Mary and Joseph, uh, about the angel of the Lord appearing to Joseph in a dream, telling him what's going to happen. But most importantly, it tells us that Christmas is all about the birth of Jesus. And of course it is. But surely this event that we celebrate here today, that has been celebrated for hundreds of years all around the world. Surely it has some kind of meaningful significance that goes well beyond the simple birth of a baby. And of course it does. I mean, there are some obvious hints, aren't there, even in this passage that we've read this morning that tell us that Jesus is no ordinary baby. Uh, Announced by an angel, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, being told that he would save people from their sins. But there's one other thing that I think reveals why Jesus is such a big deal, not just for Mary and Joseph, But for every one of us here today and around the world, if there's one thing that you need to know about about Christmas, and we've already seen it in the little video that we saw at the beginning, this is it. We read it in sentence 23 of the Bible passage that we read, and it should be up there on the screen for you. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What is Christmas when you strip away all of the trappings, Well here it is, as we saw in the video, Christmas in a nutshell is this, God showed up. The all-powerful eternal God of the entire universe showed up on earth in human flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. And so the consistent and persistent testimony of the Bible is that when Jesus appeared in human flesh, God appeared. That's why one of the names given to Jesus by the angel was Emmanuel, because it means God with us. But that leaves us with a lot of questions, doesn't it? When, where, how? Uh, I mean, they're all good questions, but they're not the most important question. Because the most important question is why? Why did God show up? You know, from time to time, world leaders show up here in Australia, and the when, the where, the how is, are questions that are kind of normally pretty obvious. The question that matters to Australians is why? Why do these important world leaders show up here? Because that question tends to have implications for all of us. Uh, World leaders don't just show up in our country uh, for random visits with no purpose. And so we invest massive amounts of time and energy and money investigating, reporting, evaluating those purposes. How uh, How much less likely would God show up in our world, or in his world, for a random visit with no purpose? If God showed up in our world, There must be implications for all people. And the question we should be asking is, why? Why did God show up? And today I just want to reflect briefly on two of those reasons, although they're intertwined. The first is, why did God show up? The first is is that it was a deep act of love. And then secondly, it was a loving act of rescue. They're the two things that I want you to remember. But first, the entire reason for Christmas is the deep love of God. Now probably the most famous verse in the Bible is from John chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, You might uh, know it. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God loves you so much that he came to earth as a human so that you could get to know him and learn to trust him and so that you could love him back. Have you ever been invited to a birthday party or to a, uh, some kind of a special event where at the bottom of the invite it says something like this. As you can see on the screen, I've, I've received one of these, no need to bring a present, your presence is, is my present. Uh, anyone ever received one of those? I've, yeah, I see that from time to time. It's a, it's a way of expressing that what they care about is not your gift, but you. What You are what they care about, they want to be with you. Uh, Because in the end, it's you that that is the main thing that matters to them. See, being loved is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Someone you can trust. Someone who won't leave you when the chips are down. Someone who will be there for you in good times and bad. Who will be your companion, a helper, perhaps even a guide. See, the longing in the human heart for love, for relationship with someone who will never leave you, is met in Jesus, God with us. God didn't send a representative to tell us that he loved us. He came. But our passage today makes it clear that he came in love for an even more specific purpose. The reason he came was to perform a loving act of rescue. Uh, Look at what the angel tells Joseph about this child to be born to Mary in sentence 21. He says, "'She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins.'" You know, it's not enough at Christmas to feel sentimental about a, a lovely baby in a manger. We're not to see Jesus as an infant, but as God. See, this was the day when God put skin on and stepped onto earth so that we could begin to understand who God is and what He's about. But if we really want to know uh, what Jesus is about, then we need to see not where His time on earth began, but where it ended. Because the cross where Jesus was crucified, where he died, is the reason that he was born. Because it's on the cross that he gives his greatest gift of love, his life, for us. So that he might meet our greatest need. Remember verse 21, she will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. Why? For he will save his people from their sin. He came to serve us. He came to save us from our sins. See, Christmas is a special time of exchanging gifts as expressions of love and affection and gratitude. However, it's possible, isn't it, for someone to accept a gift and yet reject the giver. Now, we've taken God's gifts of health and ability, jobs, homes, food, family, friends, holidays. But have we we ever stopped to acknowledge or thank him? We've accepted the gifts but rejected the giver. But here, the gift is the giver. So we cannot reject the gift without rejecting him, the one who gives it to us. And in the Bible, rejecting God is actually the very definition of what sin is. I mean, even if it's expressed in all kinds of different wrong attitudes and actions that hurt both ourselves and others. And so we might ask, is there actually any hope for our rebellious world that rejects its creator? Well, Christmas is the great celebration of the fact that, yes, there is. There is hope. At Christmas, God speaks a message full of hope into our world. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. It's actually the very heart and soul of what the Christmas of the scriptures is all about. It's an answer to the why question. That Jesus came to save us must mean that we needed to be saved and couldn't save ourselves. See, a good, right, and proper celebration of Christmas then must always also be a sober celebration. Because we know that this salvation is not for the world in general. Uh, It's not for humanity in general. It's not even for sinners in general. We're told that when, when we're told that Jesus came to save, he means you and he means me. He means those of us who are willing to be saved by him. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. See, this salvation that is on offer to you this very day originates in the very heart of God. It's because of his love that he has taken the initiative to save you, that he came after you to rescue you from the pain and punishment of your sin. But it's not simply through his birth that he saves us, but through his death. The one who was worshipped by angels and men at his birth would later be ignored and mocked and rejected and finally crucified by those he came to save. See, Jesus was born to die because through his death he paid the penalty for our sins. And then he rose again so that we might inherit eternal life along with him. Why did God show up? Because of his deep, deep love. For you and for me. Why did God show up? He showed up to save you. Because he loves you and cares for you deeply. See the birth of Jesus proves. If ever it needed proving. That God is willing to go all the way to save us. Later on the cross it will be proved again. But right now already at his birth. The point is made. Here's the good news of Christmas. It's It's the good news that is worth not being ignorant about. God with us, in love, to rescue us forever. See, that really is the great joy of Christmas. Uh, maybe this Christmas you, uh, you think, well, actually, I need to investigate this a little bit more. Uh, you're saying things that I don't necessarily understand or really uh, haven't worked out. But one of the ways that you can do that is you will have noticed that we've left this little brochure on your seat as you came in this morning. It's uh, entitled Christmas Presents, which takes up the point, the fact that God came to be with us. Uh, And it's going to reflect a little bit more on what it means for God to be with us. Uh, Maybe in the busyness of this Christmas day, you could find five minutes to kind of take yourself off to the side and and read through that and just reflect on what it says and what it teaches about God and his deep, deep love for you and for me and what he's done in coming to save us. Uh, And if you want to find out any more about that, then uh, Roger's going to tell us in a little while how you can go about finding out more about this Jesus that loves you so much. Well, friends, I want to wish you a very happy Christmas. Uh, Thanks again for coming this morning. We're going to be uh, uh, singing in just a moment. Before we do that, I'm going to pray, and then the musos will come and lead us in another song. Let's pray. Our gracious and loving God, we thank you that Christmas time reminds us of the birth of your son. But more importantly, Father, it reminds us of your deep love for us in sending your son into the world, coming into the world in the person of Jesus that you might rescue us from our sins. Thank you that you are a God who cares, you're a God who loves, and that you're a God who saves. Father, we pray for everybody in this room this morning and who is watching on on the live stream. Father, we pray that whatever is happening in their lives right now, today, uh, in this, this week, that you would remind them that you love them, that you deeply care for them, that you want to be with them. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.